Christmas, everybody. Thursday night, and we are live. I hope everybody is doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Of course, we were just playing a bunch of videos on Zelensky. We're going to deep dive into the Ukraine tonight. Of course, uh, Zelensky comes into Washington and has received over $40 billion in the omnibus plan. We're going to go over the omnibus very quickly. We went over it in detail on all the various expenditures, including $3.65 million for the Michelle Obama trail that's being built, about $30 million for a building named after Nancy Pelosi. All of that is our taxpayer dollars. And now an additional $47 billion to the Ukraine, which will bring in our total to about $100 billion to Ukraine, which would be about, what, 12 border walls? So we don't care about our open border in the South. We have a... Basically, it's not a. I wouldn't. I wouldn't label it an armed invasion, except fentanyl. We've already. You know, I haven't gotten any of this stuff. I keep keep delaying the border stuff about every podcast. But the uh, the the border patrol, the CBP, in conjunction with the DEA, have already ca- have already seized enough fentanyl this year to kill every American in the country right now. So that'd be 330 doses of fentanyl, lethal doses of fentanyl uh, that they've already seized this year coming across the border. So in some form or fashion, there are weapons crossing the border that kill over 100,000 Americans per year. Fentanyl alone killed killed 107,000 Americans in 2021. So here's, I want to break this down to you because I put this out on Twitter, that when you have the Republicans and the Democrats, and again, I'm not going to deep dive too far into this because I've I've said it a million times, But please don't fall under the illusion that the Republicans are your friends. Conservatism is your friend. Conservative Republicans are your friends. The RNC with Rona Romney McDaniel, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Rob Portman, and everybody on this list, they are not your friends. This is all about an illusion. The people that are on this list, I'll put it up and I'll, I'll talk about it for just a second. So go ahead and put that list up for me. Here are the 21 Republicans who voted for the $1.7 trillion socialist bill betraying the so-called values of the GOP. Now, here's the thing. You might be thinking, no, it's 18. Now, these are the 21 that pushed it forward. Now, if these 21 would not have pushed it, I mean, I don't understand everything that goes on in the center of the House. It's, it's. So it's purposely so complicated. Nobody could ever track anything that goes on there. That's on purpose. It's all swampish. Again, we don't have time for that deep dive. But these are the 21 that pushed it forward. So you look at on this list because you'll see like Rubio on there, Hyde Smith on there, Grassley on it, that didn't actually vote for the bill, but they did vote to push it forward. They voted for it to be voted on when they could have simply voted it voted for it to never be voted on. So understand who these people are. They're a bunch of cowards. Marco Rubio, listen, I just voted for him. I have to. I mean, here's the thing. You might be thinking that's hypocritical. No, I mean, when it comes down to a general election, I will pick the lesser of two evils. But Marco Rubio has got six more years in now, but he needs to be primaried. He's a rhino. Listen, who these people are is this. Just leave this up. Who these people are, remember, it's all a fraudulent synergistic tension that's all that it is whether whether it's whether it's uh you know back to john mccain whether it's mcconnell today lindsey graham today romney these are leftists these are democratic party people you're like no they say this about being pro-life they never do anything and all these guys are in office for all of these years and we're 31 trillion dollars in debt remember we were less than a trillion dollars in debt 
when George W. Bush, globalist, globalist leftist, that's who he is. It's who they really are. They get together and they, they believe that they're the wisdom class. They believe that the merging of their slightly right leftist mindset with the extreme leftist Schumers of the world, they merge together and they are the wisdom of the world. They are greater than you. They, they have all the wisdom. They have all the intelligence. They are the ones to decide. Not us crazy right-wingers or even you crazy real liberals, traditional liberals. No, no, no. No, no. It's, they're smarter than all of us and they come together in the sludge that is the swamp. They're putting us $31 trillion in debt thinking that they are the ones who are above all and have all the wisdom because they you know, they get together and they decide their smoke-filled back rooms. It's all a fraud. What they're doing is making the globalist leftist narrative agenda palatable for you by ushering it forward slowly. One trillion dollars in debt in 2000. One trillion. By the time George W. Bush left office, we were eight trillion dollars in debt. By the time Barack Hussein Obama left office, we were $19 trillion in debt. And even when Trump left, he left, he added $7 trillion to the debt. That's the truth. He tried to fight it to his credit, but he, kept, he, vote, he voted for these omnibus bills. Now understand that this is purely an illusion. They, they, they say these things about being pro-life, say these things about being conservative, nominate some so-called conservative uh, uh, judges and Supreme Court judges do the do the right thing so that you keep them in office so that they can continue to in a palatable way usher forward the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist one world government mark of the beast agenda whether they know their tools of the Antichrist or not that's what they're doing so here's the 21 that pushed it forward and then I'll name the 18 that actually voted for it there they are just some note we we all know what Collins is gonna there's John Cornyn Complete fraud will come out and talk about we need to close the border while he's ushering in red flag laws to take our guns away. That's who John Cornyn is. Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton not only voted to push it forward, then we just so Tom Cotton is completely invalidated. All of his nice speech, I've shown him on the podcast that he does. It's just a show. $1.7 trillion for what, Tom? For what, $11 billion increase to the FBI? For what, Tom? They're frauds. Every one of these people are frauds. Lindsey Graham, of course. Grassley, Hydesmith, McConnell, of course. Murkowski, of course. Portman, who's just a gelding. Romney, gelding too. Tommy Tuberville, who's supposed to be this extreme uh, right-wing conservative out of Alabama. I mean, what a fraud. What a fraud. You Listen, you have to put your... And what happens is they get in these smoke-filled back rooms with McConnell, and he starts promising them campaign money, promising them uh, committee men, uh, heads of committees. Do, you know, you can be on this committee. You can be the head of that committee. Whatever it is, one of, you know, watch, go, watch a Thomas Massey video about how it all actually works because I could never explain it. But it, So there, there are the 21 that actually pushed forward. Now, I put this up. You guys don't have this. I pulled this up right before the podcast. Here's the people that actually voted for it. Rob, Roy Blunt, John Bozeman, Shelley Capito, Susan Collins, John Cornyn comes through like he always does, calls himself, calls himself as a conservative, and then gun grabs, just like the rest of the globalist leftist narrative and agenda is to pull your guns away so they can usher in a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant. At the end will be the Antichrist. Controlled by a tyrant. That's what he does. 
I mean, no, again, he, he, he has the veneer of, of republicanism or conservatism, but votes as a leftist. When push comes to shove, votes as left. They all do. They, if they didn't all do it, then we wouldn't be $31 trillion in debt. Lindsey Graham, of course, Mitch McConnell, of course, Murkowski, of course, Portman, Romney does it, uh, Richard Shelby, Jonathan. So even the people that you don't see on there, the Tubervilles, the Hyde Smiths and the Rubios, who people are exonerating, <clears throat> they're not exonerated. They actually voted so it could be voted on when they could have voted against it ever even being voted on. That's who these people are. Now they're hidden. Nobody will know because everybody's destroyed for lack of knowledge. So they go vote for Rubio again in the primary. They go and vote for Tupperville again in the primary. And all these guys need to be replaced by actual conservatives. All of them. They all, Tom Cotton needs to be replaced. If he's not, if he, listen, you need to understand how evil this bill is. $1.7 trillion? And remember, this is not, this is not, this is just for government. This is to fund the government. This is not the entire budget. This is a small portion. Right before this, they just voted for an $863 billion spending bill. So now we're, uh, for the military, which so now we're up close to three, $3.7 trillion that they, no, I mean, uh, $2.7 trillion that they've spent over the last two months. And by the way, look how evil these Republicans are because that House is going to be taken over by MAGA Republicans you know, coming up in January, and all of this would have been pushed to them because you can't pass any of this stuff without funding it. Well, it's going, to, it's going now to the Democratic Congress, so it'll all be funded, and there's no way to unfund it once you fund it. And they know this, McConnell know this, but because he believes that the synergistic merging of him and disgusting people like Nancy Pelosi, he's disgusting too. He's a China sycophant, globalist leftist sycophant. That's who McConnell is. That's who John Thune is. That's who, that's who uh, Lindsey Graham is and Mitt Romney and all the rest of them that call themselves Republicans, including ones like Rubio, including ones like Tom Cotton, I guess. Sad to say, sad to see that happen. But they believe that when they merge their minds together, as, as globalist leftists and globalist rightists, although there's no such thing as a gro- globalist right-winger, but they, in name only, that they're going to merge their minds together and they're the ones who come up with all the great things for the American people, how we're going to be governed. And all they've done is destroy this country. $31 trillion in debt, and we are well on our way to 32. Now this will, because remember, we we are bringing in, believe it or not, record record amount of ta- record amount of tax revenue right now. So just to make the conversation easy, we bring in five trillion, and we're going to spend seven to eight trillion. And Biden will come in and say, you know, we've we've lowered our deficit spending. Remember the difference between the deficit and the debt. We've lowered our deficit spending, which is how much we're spending over the budget. De- uh, uh, debt is how much we've spent cumulatively, cumulatively over all the budgets. Barack Obama breaking all records. He, he broke records for Barack Obama. Put added more onto the debt than all previous presidents combined. So Joe Biden will come out and say, "I've lowered our deficit spending because Trump spent, let's say, three trillion over, and Biden spending two point eight trillion over." They're not lowering anything. They're lowering. He lowered deficit spending, but not lowering. He's he's adding to the debt as he's lowering deficit spending. I hope that makes sense. It makes sense to everybody in here. That's the way. That's the way they play. And everybody goes, "Oh, the debt's going down. How's the debt going down?" Do you watch the ticker? 
Hey, Aaron, if you can find that ticker and put it up at some point well, during my my uh, my omnibus section here. All right, ZZZ video. Here's Rand Paul explaining how it all passes. Play for me. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no. Two of the few real conservatives, that's Ron Johnson and Rand Paul. They are legitimate. They would vote themselves out of office. They would. They'd actually vote themselves out of office. Now, I'm going to show you. Let me get to this first real quick on that video. Understand something with this. They, have, they get over 4,000 pages delivered to all of their, all of these Senate offices at 1.30 in the morning, 4,000 pages. They have less than 24 hours to vote yay or nay. How, I mean, what, I mean you, you see what kind of country we live in, the cor- level of corruption? Do you see it? We can't keep voting for the Rubios of the world. We can't. And you're like, Tom, you just, I had to vote for him against the Democrat, but he needs to be primaried and severely defeated. Marco Rubio should be finished. All of these guys should be finished now. They sign on for this. Understand, signing this omnibus plan, it is actually, actually symbolizes them being against all of us. They are against us as conservatives. Against us. They are funding just absolute atro- Michelle Obama trail, Nancy Pelosi building, $11, $11 billion increase for the FBI to collaborate and cooperate and, and cooperate 
with social media to take people like me down. I'm going to pay for $11 billion for the FBI to harass me and ban me and to arrest uh, Peter Navarro, to arrest Steve Bannon, to raid Donald Trump. You see, I mean, you see, this is this is who Mitch McConnell is funding all of this. And so 18, 18, and really 21 Republicans passes, 21 of them, many of them wearing a conservative label. And remember, all of this is actually civilly illegal, what they're doing. You're not allowed to increase the budget without having pay-go offsets. You have to have offsets. You're going to increase a trillion, you have to take away a trillion. You're not allowed to increase. This is actually civilly illegal. You're not allowed to go over what is brought in. You have a four to five trillion dollars in tax revenue coming in. Coming in. That's what you get to spend. If you spend over it, then you have to offset it by then eliminating a program or eliminating another expenditure. And just remember this. Final thought on this: all this is doing that we this one point seven trillion dollars is not backed in gold. It's not backed in bonds. It's not bought up by China. China's not buying any more of our debt. Nobody's buying any more of our debt. It is being printed and then bought by the people printing it. That's where, that's the Federal Reserve, which is a private entity. They're printing the money and then buying the debt themselves. So when the owner of the debt is printing the debt, How's, how, what kind of ground are we actually standing on? There's no gold. They're not selling bonds to you for it. They're printing the money, which causes what to happen? A gallon of milk from $1 to $8. And I know I'm exaggerating. I'm just telling. But what does a gallon of milk cost now in comparison to where it was just two years ago? This is what it causes. It's, it's hyperinflation. Now, let me show you this. Here's the debt clock. Just so everybody sees it, you can hear my voice over it. Top left-hand corner is what you need to look at. The U.S. national debt, thirty-one trillion four hundred fifty billion one hundred sixty-three million five hundred and six hundred. Uh, let's watch it go to seven hundred. Ready? Seven hundred thousand. You know what I mean? Every look out, look out. It's going. Uh, if I was to time, if I was to guess this, it's going hundred thousand dollars every about thirty seconds, if that. You bring it back to me. If you look at that debt, our debt's going up about $100,000 every 10 to 20 seconds. Boom, 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 boom. $31 trillion in debt, and they're just printing more money. All of these Republicans who signed on to this are an abomination to conservatism and are no longer conservatives. Well, they well, they lose their jobs, Tom. They get voted out. They, would, they wouldn't be deemed reasonable. Everyone needs to stop worshiping at the reasonable temple and actually go and worship Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Not what's reasonable, it's what's true. Because that, that exact attitude of, you know what, I've got to do this or I'm going to lose my job, will usher in the mark of the beast. That very attitude is what all the why the Christians all masked, it's why the conservatives all masked, why the conservatives and Christians vaccinated, locked down, closed their businesses, capitulated, cooperated, collaborated, cooperated, all of it with COVID. Because I don't want to lose my job. It's why the cops in the United States 
were arresting people for not wearing masks and not standing six feet apart. The cops, of which I was one for 25 years, but not during COVID, thank God. And now, by the way, I would have gleefully lost my job because I was never going to collect guns. I was never going to arrest parents for spanking their kids reasonably. Nothing. I'm not going to do it. And I certainly would never have arrested anybody for not getting a vaccination, for not standing six feet apart, for not masking, for not locking down, or, or anything else. Nothing. I would gleefully lose my job. That's the way it is, because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Not my job, not my efforts. I need to be diligent, pay my tithe, and work. That's all I need to do. God will take care of the rest. Do you stand like that, or do you make decisions based on, I wonder what somebody else will think. They won't consider me reasonable. They'll label me a conspiracy theorist. They won't consider me part of the wisdom class of my church. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for so their fathers to the false prophets. Got Amy Grant hosting a same-sex wedding on her ranch, allegedly saying, you know what, it just comes down to two things, love God and love people. What's love for God, Amy? To obey his commands. That's love for God. So you don't have loving God going on. You allegedly have loving people. And how are you loving people? You're loving people by telling people who are hellbound, not trying to save them. You're telling people who are hellbound that they're heavenbound in the name of love. Who's love? Who's love? Yours. Your interpretation of love. So everybody needs to stand up and stop saying, you know what will happen if I lose my job? Listen, I'm not, I, I do all sorts. I'm not having a Christmas service on Sunday. There's people mad about it. Okay, I don't care because there's nothing in the Bible about Christmas. Nothing, nothing about 25th, nothing. Don't care. Okay, there's people mad about it. So, okay, you're, you're mad about what? You're mad about something that's not in the Bible. I'm not gonna get all zealous about things that are not in the Bible. I do what, I do what is correct. And listen, it costs me. People are mad, people won't come back. Oh, well, oh, well, you have to stand. You must stand now. That's what you've got to do. Don't get an electric car. Well, it's just barely convenient because they got those stations going up everywhere. You're a capitulator. You're ushering in the mark of the beast. You're ushering in being controlled by a power grid controlled by the federal government under ESG rules. All right, let's, look, let's deep dive into Ukraine. So, of course, we're going to spend $47 uh, uh, trillion, billion dollars on Ukraine. Oh, I got to do this one first. Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson included. Oh, this is good. Uh, that I just... I'm glad that we'll put this up because I didn't want to forget this one. Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson. So we'll get to Ukraine in just a second. Ted Cruz and Ron Johnson included an amendment in the defense bill that would have allowed 8,000 military unvaxxed service members to be reinstated with back pay with after DOD's, DOD's mandate ended. GOP senators that GOP senators that shot it down. Just want to, what this, obviously what this is saying is all these soldiers that were fired there no, there, and I'm sure there's way more than 8,000, but the 8,000 could have been reinstated because the VAX mandate has now run out of the military. Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Senator Cassidy, Senator, Senator Cassidy from Louisiana, and Rounds from South Dakota voted against, voted against reinstating fired military men and women who chose not to take a vaccination when... You have an increase in all maladies in the military in 2021 of 300 to 1600 percent. HIV, per, uh, pericarditis, myocarditis, uh, pul uh, pulmonary embolisms, uh, 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 miscarriages, anything and everything you can name is up a minimum of 300 percent, up to 1600 percent neurological disorders, up over a thousand percent. And these three, these four people, these four people, 
said, you know what? We're not going to reinstate them. Well, there's absolutely no scientific, there's no scientific justification for vaccinating people who are 18 to 18 to 40 years old, whatever in the military. Rarely is anybody 40 in the military, but 18 to 40 years old in the military on average. Absolutely no scientific justification at all for vaccinating any of these people. All right, on to Ukraine. Since $47 billion has just been allocated to the Ukraine, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about the Ukraine. Now, I just want to show this video again. I showed it in the pregame, but I want to look at it again. I just want to break this down for you really briefly. Play it for me, Will. As far as we know, no one's ever addressed the United States Congress in a sweatshirt before, but they love him much more than they love you. Welcome to Tucker Carlson. Remember when Sam Bankman-Fried showed up in Washington wearing a T-shirt and spouting nonsense and all the self-described geniuses declared him a hero? The media, the Congress, the White House, they all love this weird little guy called Sam Bankman-Fried. Do you remember that? Somehow we were reminded of it today when the president of Ukraine arrived at the White House dressed like the manager of a strip club and started to demand money. Amazingly, no one threw him out and said they did whatever he wanted. American taxpayers declared Joe Biden will continue to give Zelensky whatever he demands for, quote, as long as it takes. Tellingly, Biden never specified what it is, as long as it takes to do what? Push the Russian army back to pre-invasion borders? Sounds reasonable. That's what most Americans likely assume, those who are still paying attention. But that is not what Zelensky means, and it is not what he is asking for. Zelensky is demanding regime change in Russia, just like in Iraq, in Libya, and a long list of other failed states, except this time in the heart of the Eurasian landmass, next door to the entire civilized world. That's what Zelensky has called for repeatedly, and every dollar we send to him goes toward that end. At this point, he's getting a lot closer to achieving it. So what happens if he, quote, wins? What does the ensuing chaos look like? Thought about that? Who's going to secure the world's largest nuclear arsenal once we help Zelensky topple the Russian government? Who replaces Putin? Strangely, those topics did not come up today. Because that wasn't the point. The point of today's visit to Washington was not to make the world more stable or make wise decisions, much less to help America. That's always at the bottom of the list. The point was to fawn over the Ukrainian strip club manager and hand him billions more dollars from our own crumbling economy. It is hard, in fact, it may be impossible to imagine a more humiliating scenario for the greatest country on earth. And we would love to blame Joe Biden for it, but we can't really, not entirely at least. This was bipartisan masochism. The Uniparty is alive and well, despite the best efforts of voters, including last month. And if you doubt that it's alive and well, here's a picture of Zelensky that he had taken with a group of elderly Republican senators in Kiev back in May. They stand grinning next to him in their orthopedic shoes. So what's the end game? Does this sound familiar to anybody like maybe back in the 60s and early 70s in Vietnam? What exactly is the end game? Now, of course, we're not sending soldiers sort of not yet. You have advisors going over. That sounds familiar, too, because that's what happened in Vietnam, too, is we start off sending advisors over there. Then we started sending weaponry over there. Of course, we were sending money over there. And then we were in a war for how many years? What, 14 years in Vietnam, something along those lines? And actually even longer than that, if you consider when we started sending money and when we started sending advisors over there, right? So in, a, in, in Vietnam, there was never an actually an endgame. Now there's lots of people making profit. We got that. Left, left-wing politicians, right-wing politicians, swamp members, the military-industrial complex, they're all, make, they're all making money during Vietnam as they are now as we send over our, our various uh, anti-tank weapons and other uh, surface-to-air missiles and, and all the other dome-style uh, uh, self-defense systems are all being sent over there, right? 
So, but what is the end game? What, 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 is, what is victory? Is it, has, it, has it been defined? It's like we never defined what, 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 is, what is the end of COVID? Because there never really was a beginning of it. And again, this is a triangle that's actually happening in Ukraine as you have the CCP that's actually funding both, really. The CCP is buying Russian oil as well as India, which is falling in the hands of Russia and and the CCP as we speak, as well as Afghanistan. And Afghanistan, of course, has all the minerals for all those lithium batteries everybody wants, but I digress. That's also now CCP. For all intents and purposes, CCP territory probably have already taken over Bagram Air Force Base that Joe Biden just bent over and gave away. So what, but what is the end game? You have, you have Zelensky, who's receiving Belt and Road Initiative money from the ally of Russia, the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping in China. Everybody involved goes to the World Economic Forum. Everybody. Xi Jinping, Voldemar Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. Voldemar Zelensky, they're, they're all applauding somebody who's the equivalent of Joseph Stalin. Just a smaller country. That's who they're all applauding. All the, you know, the John Thunes of the world and Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, and all the rest of these idiots. You know, uh, Joe Manchin. They're all applauding a man who has, who has eliminated all opposition. You can't vote. It's illegal to vote against Voldemar Zelensky. It's illegal. All opposition parties are gone. All opposition media is gone. Everything. You can't, you, you are not allowed to broadcast against Voldemar Zelensky. And they're all, we're, def- we're, we're defending democracy, says Lindsey Graham. And all the rest of the idiots that keep voting for this. Tom God, we're, de- we're defending democracy. You're, you're an idiot. You're a stupid person. You're sitting there calling something a democracy that's an authoritarian dictatorship. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just calling things that are, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's the fabrication of God. The God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Everybody, always, all, the demons always counterfeit God. Call things that are not as though they were. So they call things that are not as though they are. And they call things that are as though they are not. They're calling Zelensky a a democratic leader when he's an authoritarian dictator who has Nazis in his army. And by the way, let me, oh, Aaron, put up that pic for me. I just wanted to, I just wanted to put this uh, as a side note. Notice that Zelensky's not wearing a mask. You can't see Kamala Harris in the picture because we just can't make it that big. Uh, Kamala Harris isn't wearing a mask. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's not wearing a mask. The only person wearing a mask in the picture is the muzzled help. The person who walked up to hand the American flag to Voldemar Zelensky. An abomination to the American flag. That you are handing the symbol of a democratic republic, a federalist society, to an authoritarian, autocratic dictator. You're handing the American flag to him. But the person handing him, handing Nancy Pelosi the flag to hand to the authoritarian dictator is the help. That would be you and me, the peasants. And they shall be muzzled in our presence. And she's an African-American woman too. Just think on that African-American community that continues to prostrate yourself before the Democratic Party. You are the help, just like redneck Tom. 
If you are to stand in their presence, you shall be masked. You shall be subjected and submitted and muzzled. That's who these people really are. They're, oh, no, the Democratic Party is a party of compassion. Will they butcher the unborn to the tune of 42 million a year? Nobody likes to talk about abortion. It's like conspiratorial enough for some people that lean towards QAnon and want everything to be some sort of weird conspiracy. How about the stuff that's just out right in front of your face? COVID, COVID, COVID vaccines, Stalin, Hitler, Mao, Xi Jinping. Don't even compare to one year of abortions. Not one year. 41.2 million babies butchered in the womb. And that's without California and New York reporting. Per year, according to the UN. So it's probably a third to double that number. Nobody wants to. It's just not conspiratorial. Enough. It's, not, it's not tunnels under Disney. How about peace by bloody peace out of the mother's womb? by the very people who want to lower the earth's population using vaccines. All the same spirit for all the Christians out there that couldn't wait to take the baby butcher's metal rod and shove it in your veins. I'm against this. I'm against the, I'm against the authoritarian left. They're trying to take my guns and they try, they're for abortion. They're for men and women's bathroom. But then you take their vaccine. You, you don't even hold on to your own bodily autonomy in the presence of your theological and political and ideological opponents. You do what they tell you to do. When push comes to shove, COVID-caving Christian, COVID-caving pastor, when push comes to shove, you're just like Mitt Romney. You have no spine. You won't stand. You do what you're told to do because you are afraid of the societal consequences of not doing what you're told to do. And eventually you'll open the transgender bathrooms in your church, probably because you because you took PPP money and now you're in debt to the federal government. You're, you're, in, you're in debt to the state. But if you just notice this picture, that's, that's the goal. It's encapsulated in a photo. You have, you have the bourgeois elite, which, can, which, by the way, consists of both Republicans and Democrats. None of them are masked, but the help is masked. It's like Nancy Pelosi's garden party that Aaron and I played probably a year and a half ago. She's out there with 500 campaign donors, not one masked, but all of the help, which were white, black, and Hispanic, all the help masked as they went and waited on their superiors. You shall be subjected. You shall be submitted, and you shall be muzzled. And all the Christians, I don't understand why people get so upset about, about people wearing masks. That's why I get upset about it. I don't, I don't submit to lies. I don't submit to slavery because it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And you are to stand firm then and not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's why I get mad about, va- about vaccinations, about masks, about ridiculous, so none of which makes any sense at all. None of which makes any sense at all. All right, but I digress. I don't want to get into, I don't know where I've got vaccinations in the show. They're somewhere. If I get to them, you never know. I just want to show you, this is the, not only are we sending $100 billion to Ukraine, it is the weirdest freaking war. That's my biggest Christian cuss word. Although it's very different than the F word, by the way. Freak is not the F word, just so everybody knows. Just want to delay it. Just like I always like, when I tell you to grab your ankles, that's not, that's not sexual, it's, it's proctological. Please understand, delineate the difference. So here's a Russian market video, the weirdest, look at, look at Zelensky, the weirdest war ever. Play it for me. 
Master Production, he's trying to act like Churchill in the tunnels of London while the Luftwaffe bombs London. That's what he's trying to act like. But you have this entire studio set up with a studio audience. Not really Churchill-esque. They weren't down there producing videos. They were down there hovering for their lives. And many of them got bombed anyway. Zelensky can do anything he wants. He's in the United States. He's traveling in the middle of this horrible war. He can travel. Why wouldn't they shoot his plane down? Russia has every ability to shoot his plane. Why don't they? I wonder why. Because Russia's being funded by the CCP. And you've got Voldemar Zelensky being funded by the CCP. And you've got Voldemar Zelensky being funded by Joe Biden. It's very strange, isn't it? Joe Biden funding the CCP. Strange, isn't it? How it all seems to work together. And by the way, the United States is still buying Russian oil. Just so everybody knows. Here it is again. Just have to keep showing this to you because I just, I just want you to see it. Here they are again. Here, here's the flag ceremony. I just want to play it again for a second just to keep it fresh in your mind. Play it for me. I mean, what a puke face, just an absolute puke fest. And my producer, Aaron, just brought this up to me. This video right here, just so everybody knows, you can, hold Aaron, if you can freeze frame that. That right there is David Letterman in the midst of the war. This horrible war, right? And you're like, Tom, you're belittling people who are dying over there. No, here's the thing. I, I, how, many, how many of you have sent money over there? I've sent money. My ministry has sent $10,000 over there for refugees. I'm all for the innocents, all for them. I'm not for the program. I'm not for the propaganda. I'm not for calling something that is not as though it was. I'm not going to call a man a woman and a woman a man. I'm not going to call something that is not as though it was. That's a fight for freedom. It's not a fight for freedom. That's David Letterman in the midst of the war. And you've you got to see Nancy Pelosi, leave this up, Nancy Pelosi walking down the road in her blue pantsuit. And, and, and Mitch Turtle McConnell, cocaine Mitch, walking down the middle of the road in this in Kiev. And I'm not calling it Kiev. Let's see what the idiots call it. It's Kiev. It's been Kiev for the last, last 54 years of my life. I'm not changing it now. It's Kiev. In the middle of, in the middle of Kiev, you have all these people. Just absolutely say, Dave Letterman can fly into a war zone. Sean Penn, I'll show you. Well, here's, here's Sean Penn now. I'll, I'll get to him right now. Because Sean Penn, even though he's, you know, absolutely just illegitimate, doesn't really matter what he thinks or anything. He just, he epitomizes the problem. But here you have David Letterman is completely and totally safe in this Winston Churchill moment. So they're trying, when they got the trains going by, why don't they just do it in a silent room somewhere? Because they want a certain affect. So it's, 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 a, it's a real war but, but not a real war. It's a, it's a real war, but for different reasons. And those reasons, we don't know. We really don't know all of it. It's very weird that you're able to in a war zone. Is it, is it possible that Xi Jinping, Voldemar Zelensky, Vladimir Putin, and Joe Biden, all lover, lovers of the World Economic Forum, are purposely ca- ca- causing a food and fuel shortage worldwide, and especially in the European Union, where you've got a collabor- collabor- collaborator like Ursula von der Leyen, whose husband also is a manufacturer of certain elements of the Pfizer vaccination. That They're all in this together to usher in a system of subjection. Is that possible? 
I think we should certainly look at it when you have Chinese money going to both sides and neither one of them are protesting. Why don't the Russians go to the, go to the Chinese and go, why are you funding our, our, our enemy when you and I are tied allies? Russia and China right now are conducting joint naval operations. Right now. I'll get into our military in a minute. Right, let me just show you Sean Penn. Go to the uh, New York Post tweet. Here's Sean Penn. I'm, just, I'm, I'm using Sean Penn to epitomize the entire Ukraine situation because the Ukraine situation is no different than the COVID situation. The COVID situation is no different than the climate hoax. If they're all a hoax based in, look how similar they are. Does the climate change? Yes, but it's no threat. So there is fact in that statement, climate change. Is there a war going on? Are people dying in Ukraine? Yes, but is it good versus evil? No. Is there, is there COVID-19? Yes. It's like a dog. Do, you know that a, probably a couple Americans per year are killed by dogs. So do you go, or who, who murders another person? Another person. But you treat everybody as a murderer? It's the same thing. The odds of being murdered are very slim, so you don't treat every person like a murderer. But in the same thing with the virus, the odds of you dying of a virus are, are very slim. So you don't treat every virus as if, as if it's an existential threat to your life, right? That's how, it's the same mirage. It, it's, it, it's, the, it's the same mirage per, perpetrated time after time. The same illusion, the same propaganda, the same gaslighting. It's just different tactics. It's just different modes of operation, whether it's COVID, climate, Ukraine, all bringing about the exact same end. Climate, they want to control the product so they can control the consumer. That's what they're bringing about in Ukraine. Sean Penn says he is thinking about taking up arms against Russia. Why is he thinking about it? Do you know right now, just use this as an example. If you want to pay more taxes, you can. Why don't any of the Democrats do it? Why is it that conservatives outgive Democrats to charity two to one? Why would that be exactly? They can easily give all, they can give all their money away if they'd like to, right? They could do it. I mean, he can go sound. What's holding him back? Obviously, there's no flight restrictions. Dave Letterman can fly over there. Show you a video in a minute where Sean Penn hands his, uh, is what he called the uh, Academy Award to Voldemar Zelensky, right? Well, here's Sean Penn, just to show you it's all the same narrative. If you're pro-Ukraine, and notice that they all are, because they're all double vaccinated, triple vaccinated. If you're pro-Ukraine, you're pro-Ukraine war, you're pro-COVID tyranny. Look at this video, Wittgenstein video, Sean Penn talks COVID-19 anti-vaxxers. Play it for me. This project, you guys have been really busy. I mean, Sean, you've You've been, you know, working tirelessly with, you know, helping on COVID testing, vaccination sites. What goes through your mind when you hear a lot of the anti-vaccine rhetoric? Um, it, it's it's a cowardice of conviction. I, I think that it is an unwillingness to engage in a culture of common sense uh, that at this point, it seems criminal to me, actually. I, I really feel that um, that, that, that if someone chooses not to be vaccinated, that they should choose to stay home, not go to work, not have a job. These are, you know, as, as long as we're all paying for these streets, we got to ride safely on them. And so I'm just hopeful that the mindset will change. And it started, we know that this really started with leadership voids. And now I think that there are some examples of leadership that are being helpful with it. 
but we really got to get everyone else, every, every, everybody on the same page. And I think the CDC should be much more clear. I'm showing you, I'm, I'm telling you this to show you, I'm using Sean Penn. You guys just play that video just side by side. We don't, just whenever you can. I just want to just have him in the background. Here's Sean Penn handing his Academy Award to Voldemar Zelensky. Now, why am I picking on Sean Penn? I don't mind. I don't care about picking on Sean Penn. I'm using him to show you the consolidation of the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist narrative and agenda. Because it's all the same. It's the exact same thing. You can bring it back to me. It's exactly the same. So if you're if you're someone's trying to take your guns, understand they're pro-vaccine. They're pro-vaccine passport. They're pro-lockdown. They're pro-mask. They're pro-Zelensky. If they're pro-abortion, they're pro-transgender. They're pro-gun grabber. That's why it astonishes me that conservatives and Christians who are anti all of these things, anti-gun uh, grabbing, anti-transgender uh, narrative, uh, anti-world economic forum, anti-socialism, anti about anything else on anything else you could name on the left but then the left takes tells them to take a vaccine and cl- ruin their business and ruin their church they do it because they don't understand that these people are all in it together the anti-vaxxer i mean the pro-vaxxer the pro-vaccine mandator the pro-vaccine passporter the pro-masker the pro-transgenderist the gun grabber the World Economic Forum member, the the climate hoaxer who wants to make you buy an electric car so they can turn off your electric and not allow you to drive. They're all the same people. They're all the same. The abortionist is the pro-masker. You can, you can, you can cite people that aren't both, but listen, the people who aren't both, they became a masker. They got their marching orders from the devil. They may still be a Christian, but they got their masking orders from the devil, their vaccine orders from the devil. I'm not talking about anybody's eternal eternity right now. I'm just telling you, understand that if you quarantined, you masked, you subjected yourself to a vaccination, you report children to that. You received your marching orders. If you're a Christian or conservative from your ideological, political and theological opponents, because they're all in it together and they beat you. And you need to repent. And if you're vaccinated, you need that poison leached out of your body. There's another one for you. Oh, that's the, uh, all right, here, Ukraine. Is this the Nazi one? Okay, well, we're good. I messed up my sheets. So here's, here's another thing. It's all, it's all an illusion, but I want you to know where our money, $47 billion was just allocated, taking us up to $100 billion. And they have, in the Ukraine, a Nazi problem. That's why they call us all the time. Don't they always call people like me a Nazi? It's always funny. National socialist? How am I a socialist? Not a socialist at all. Not a racist at all. The Nazis were the ones who did medical experiments on people. Certainly not not me. They're the ones who took God out of society. Uh, I'm not doing that. That would be you, leftist. The people who, who have all the traits of Nazism are the American left and the globalist left. But the Ukraine actually has a Nazi problem. Play for me. The Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi-affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country. What should Americans know about that unit? So Azov was one of those many battalions. They are what they are. Drop the charges! 
The presence of neo-Nazis in Ukraine is nothing to be concerned about, according to mainstream outlets in the U.S., despite reporting on it themselves just a few years ago. There are just forces inside Ukraine who just don't see the Russian-speaking population as equal. The major force that represents this is, of course, the Azov attack. So revival of the um, Indo-European soul. And it's all happening here in Ukraine. They're openly neo-Nazi. Congress in 2018 banned any U.S. assistance to Azov. But all of a sudden, since the February invasion, it's like all that recent history is forgotten. So uh, thank you for your heroism and for the record that you've shown. The Ukrainian Azov soldier was seen openly brandishing Nazi symbols. The fighter is also giving talks to middle school students across the U.S. The official symbol of Azov is a version of Wolfsangel. It was one of the symbols of one of uh, SS division during the World War II. All this huge TV screen. He had, he had a desktop photo of Adolf Hitler. Stage. If the globalists want to win, they'll use anything and anyone to win. These are the guys I'm fighting with. These guys will fight and die for their country. That includes neo-Nazis. Do they use different imagery? Sure. They're no longer willing to say we will not send weaponry to Nazis. Down over $300 million. And uh, there's no time, there's no time to walk away from Ukraine. If there is a chance, so there you go. And a lot of people will say, well, Zelensky has like Jewish heritage. Yeah, I know. So does George Soros, who sold his people into the concentration camps, actually collected up. When they were taken into concentration camps, he took up all their property and delivered it to the Nazis. Just so everybody knows on that. And when Zelensky was asked point blank from Brett Baird, you are you, about the Ossoff Battalion, that your Ossoff Battalion is being funded. It's receiving military, receiving money from the United States. What was his answer? Quote, they are what they are. And then you had, it was so funny to see the very, one of the very soldiers that was paraded around the Capitol. You do a little social media dive and there he is with a birthday cake with a swastika on it. As well as other, as well as other pictures with him espousing various other Nazi insignia. Truly amazing. Truly is amazing. And by the way, and Aaron, you can refresh my memory on this if you can remember more of it than I can. There was a vote in the Ukraine. We actually played the video. I mean, not a vote in the Ukraine. Voted the United Nations to condemn Nazism. And there was only two countries that refused to vote to condemn Nazism. I know one was the United States. And I believe it was Ukraine, right? The other one was Ukraine. That was a vote to they, they always talk about there. You know what? We're, we we just passed an anti-lynching law. Uh, if you lynch somebody, you're gonna die from from a lethal injection. Why you have to pass that? I don't know. But when push comes to shove, we're gonna we want to we want to vote just to we want to condemn Nazism. And two countries won't do it: the United States and Ukraine. And then they call you and I Nazis because, like I always tell you, they call you a murderer because you didn't wear a mask or you wouldn't take a vaccination to stop transmission and infection using a vaccination. 
That doesn't stop transmission inflection. So you would not embrace stupidity upon, upon direct order. They call you exactly what they are. They call us Nazis because that's what they are. Their Joe Biden is sending money to a Nazi battalion called the Assad Battalion, which, by the way, is persecuting the... I'm not on Vladimir Putin's side. Vladimir Putin's evil. Voldemar Zelensky is equal as evil, just doesn't have an equal-sized country and doesn't have a nuclear arsenal. Here's a bit, but they're equally evil, both receiving money from the grand poopah of evil. Xi Jinping. Both of them. So I'm not on either one of them side, but the Ossoff Battalion particularly loves to persecute the Russian-speaking portion of Ukraine that's found in the eastern portion of Ukraine. Loves to persecute them. So giving the Russians justification, again, is this a color revolution? Is this a color revolution where you place, you, you, you make things appear to be one way so that you can bring in various other instigations to instigate things like our FBI does? You know, the FBI likes to instigate people into committing crimes and then arrest people for committing the crimes they instigated? Could that be the same thing happening here? Where you purposely have the Ossoff Battalion persecuting Russian-speaking citizens in an area that Vladimir Putin considers to be Russia? Purposely persecuting him to have him uh, invade, invade while Vladimir Zelensky gets personally rich, gets personally enriched by the, by the billions every day, untrackable money? have no idea where it's being spent. Everybody, Everybody's profiting who's a bourgeois elitist World Economic Forum member while they, while they inflict on the world a global food and fuel shortage to bring people into subjection. Because if you control the product, you control the people who want the product. You can get them to take a, make a, you can, you can get them to sign up for a vaccine passport then or a Comet Pass or a Green Pass or an Excelsior Pass in New York City. Weirdest war in the world. Here's another picture of it. Play it for me. In the new year, in 2023, I'm going to have a camera in here so you can see the rest of the crew. So because I'm going to ask the soldier that's in the room right now who's been in war. I'm not going to tell you his last name. His name's Will. He's one of the people that's producing the podcast. He's the one running the slides right now. When I gum it all up, he's the one that fixes it. I'm asking him right now. I can't really look at him because that would look funny to you. Will, is that like the war that you've seen? All right, so it's weird then. He was in a war. He's been in war. By the way, my dad was a Vietnam veteran described Vietnam. This does not meet that description of a TikTok video with a fully make, made up some sort of model while they are launched. What are those, Will? Mortar. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. They're launching mortars. Live rounds, it appears, while she sits there and basically is doing this. Weirdest war ever, isn't it? Very strange, strange war. Go to the next one for me. Let's go to the pick from the Gateway Pundit. Nigerian leader issues warning. Weapons sent to Ukraine are ending up in the hands of terrorist, group, terrorist groups in North Africa. That's strange, isn't it? That's very, I mean, it's just, it's just a very strange war. That where are the weapons that were, remember, just okay, another $47 billion in the omnibus spending bill. Is Epstein sheet up next? Okay, here's another weird, I'm just showing you, these are very, this is a very weird war. Tommy keeps saying that over and over again. I, it's weird. 
I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know how real it is. Play it for me. Double two. Тихо. Ждем дым, которого нет. Паша, давай к нам. Начали. Башня! So again, let's go to our war expert in the room. I ask Will, did you ever, did you ever see while you were, were were fighting overseas? Which one were you in, Iran or Iraq or Afghanistan? So he's in Iraq. Did you ever see the United States filming videos like this? Okay, if it's a real war, you know what you find. If it's a real war, you don't need to have a smoke machine. I'm just saying. If it's a real war, you don't have to have a smoke machine. You don't have to position your camera correctly. You don't have to have the guy run in right there and say, oh, 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 it doesn't look smoky enough. If it's a real war, there's plenty of smoke. You're like, Tom, people are dying. I acknowledge that. Innocent people are dying. But there are puppet masters. Voldemar Zelensky, Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Joe Biden, who has to cover for all of his money laundering and all of the money laundering that's gone on and the bioweapons labs inside of Ukraine that all need to be covered up. It's got to be covered up. What's the best way to cover it up? Blow it up. Blow it up with the collaborating, cooperating Voldemar Zelensky, who seems to really enjoy the war. He's getting rich. He's flying all over. He's speaking at the Grammys. He's speaking at the Academy Awards. He's speaking at the Cannes Film Festival, hanging out with Sean Penn, gives him his Academy Award, speaking in front of Congress, living it up. Every, and this, this idiot who's never spent one day in the military in his life walks, gets to walk around in military garb. Every, you know, everybody likes to play soldier. Not every, Nobody wants to be one. But everyone likes to play it. Now Voldemar Zelensky gets to act like he's a soldier. He's never been a... He was, a, he was an actor. He was in, we showed the video earlier. He's an actor. It's all that he is. Weirdest war ever. Now, here's a documentary that got immediately pulled down. Some of you have seen it. Some of you haven't. Max Blumenthal video. CBS was forced to apologize for this video. Play it for me. Historic flow of weapons coming into Ukraine. Do we have any sense as to where they're going? We don't know. There is really no information as to where they're going uh, at all. You know, all this stuff goes across the border and then kind of like something happens, it kind of like 30% maybe reaches its final destination. 30%? Are you concerned about weapons getting in the wrong hands? I don't care at all whether that happens. What sort of a unit do you command? Can't say. Okay. The U.S. has sent tens of thousands of anti-aircraft and anti-armor systems, artillery rounds, hundreds of artillery systems, switchblade armored drones, and tens of millions of rounds of small arms ammunition. But in a conflict where front lines are scattered and conditions change without warning, not all of those supplies reach their destination. Some also reported weapons are being hoarded, or worse, fear that they are disappearing into the black market, an industry that has thrived under corruption in post-Soviet Ukraine. I can tell you unarguably that on the frontline units, these things are not getting there, all right? Um, drones, uh, switchblades, IFACs, they're not, all right? Um, body armor, helmets, you name it. 
Is, is it safe to characterize this as a little bit of a, a black hole? I, I, I suppose if you don't have visibility of where this stuff is going, and if you're asking that question, then it would appear that it's a black hole, yeah. As we fuel Ukraine with so much of this, isn't there a danger that we're just creating the next insurgency, the next failed state? That's uh, one of the reasons we have to win the war. I mean, if we lose the war, if we have this kind of gray zone, semi-failed state scenario or something like that, that's why we've got to win. If you do this, you funnel lots of lethal resource into place and lose, uh, then you will have to, to, to face the consequences. It's the epitome of political rhetoric right at the end of that video. The guy says, you know, we have mass corruption. You have no idea where these weapons are going. You actually have the uh, CBS reporter saying, couldn't it be that we're funding the next rogue state? Well, that's why we have to win. So you have to fund a rogue state to then have a rogue state? You have to fund and enable the rogue state to win so that you now have a rogue state that you can do what with? Absolutely, it just lines right up with the with the science with COVID and with the science of climate change, which none of it makes any sense whatsoever. So we have to fund corruption so that we can control the then corrupt rogue state. Makes no sense at all. None. Don't try to make. A, I'm trying to. It's, I'm trying to register it in my mind right now. But there's no way to register that last statement. We we need to. That's why we need to win. Because this could turn into a rogue state. The rogue state that we're funding could turn into a rogue state. Makes no sense at all. Jesse Kelly tweet. Here's a reminder that even broken European countries are doing things like auditing Ukraine money and stopping the vaccines. There's an there's ample evidence that America is now the most corrupt uh, country in the civilized world. That is absolutely correct. Why are we the most corrupt? Tom, how dare you say that about your country? I love the Declaration of Independence. I love the Bill of Rights. I love the Constitution. I love that we're a federalized society. I love that 22, 22 states are strictly conservative. Supreme Court, legislation, and government are all that, are all conservative. Love all of it. Love the founding fathers. But where we are where we are at right now is a globalist leftist, bourgeois elitist, swamp agenda-driven DC. That's where we are. That's the country that we are running. Even the European countries, even the European countries are willing to audit what they're sending to the Ukraine. We're not auditing auditing Jack freaking squat. Nothing. We're not, we have no idea where this money is going. Absolutely not. Showing up in North Africa, not just the money. Our weapons, United States weaponry is showing up in North Africa. But all these people who allegedly love the frontline soldiers in Ukraine, you saw the CBS documentary, ain't none of it getting there. Not even helmets, not even body armor, not M-16s, nothing. They get nothing. Voldemar Zelensky in his palace, his bourgeois elitist leftist palace, he sits there, flies to the Grammys, flies to the Academy Awards, flies to D.C., speaks to the Cannes Film Festival. Everybody's here in his little stupid fatigue outfit, although he's never been in the military. He gets to live the life of a jet jet set bourgeois elitist, probably why he preaches against climate change. It's all the same conglomeration of idiocy. It's the same conglomeration of agenda. Different tactics, different veins, same agenda. They are auditing. Why would they audit and not us? You ever ask that? Because they're not laundering the money that the Democratic Party and right-wingers like Mitt Romney are, are, he's not a right-winger, but you know, right-wing in name only. 
that are laundering money through, through the Ukraine, laundering money through Russia, laundering money through the CCP. So who are the three people involved? Joe Biden's been linked with who? Money, $3.5 million from the former uh, mayor of Moscow's wife, the, the former uh, richest woman in Russia, $3.5 million directly to Hunter Biden, directly to his firm. So there's Russia, $1.5 billion from a CCP-controlled bank, 2014. Joe and Hunter fly over on Air Force Two, secure the deal with the CCP-controlled bank that gave $1.5 billion for, for Hunter Biden's consultancy fees. What, what is he consulting on? Porn? What's he consulting on? Hookers? What's he consulting on? The best form of crack? And what's the best way to, what's the best way to smoke it? What's the best way to ascertain an illegal firearm? What's the best way to show as many D-picks as you possibly can? What, what, exa- what, what, what were they receiving his consultation for? $1.5 billion, flew over together, secured it, flew home together. Right? So there's Russia. And then, of course, there's China. And then you have, of course, Burisma, where Hunter Biden received over a million dollars and fifty-three dollars to $80,000 a month, depending on whose report you read. Right, and then you have you, and then you have Joe Biden come over and fire the prosecutor who was looking into pro- prosecuting Burisma, right? And son of a bee, they were fired. So you have those three; all three of those countries are involved in this war, right? All three of them, and all three of them have given money to Joe Biden. So why wouldn't we audit the money then? Because Joe Biden is covering for all three of his what looting business ventures in all three countries can't be any audits let's just blow it all up let's set it all on fire with the collaboration of Voldemar Zelensky we could tote him around like Winston Churchill and act like all this is legit just like they do with COVID it's all the same it's the same agenda just with different tactics go to the next one for me Greg Price tweet MTG's resolution Marjorie Taylor Greene resolution failed with all Democrats look at this this beginning of this month with all Democrats voting against providing transparency into the nearly now $100 billion of our money that was spent in Ukraine. So she put out a bill, you know, all I'm asking for, just like we are in Arizona right now, where Carrie Lake clearly won, clearly won, shrunken ballots, broken printers, la, la, la. We all, all we want is a forensic audit. What's wrong with that? I'm fine with it. As far as I'm concerned, Trump wins, DeSantis wins. I don't, you know, whoever, forensic audit, the whole daggum thing. I've got nothing, not everyone practicing evil hates the light. I'm not practicing evil, so I don't hate the light. Everyone practices evil, hates the light, does not come to light, lest their deeds be exposed. John 3.20, Jesus speaking. I'm not afraid of light. Forensic audit, the whole thing, want to know where the money's going. You know why they don't? Because there's financial interests. Just like there's 75 congressmen and women who own Pfizer stock, so they are mandating and dictating that you take a vaccine that they financially benefit from. Same thing here. We're not going to audit Ukraine because nobody wants to know what Romney has over there, what the Bidens have over there, and who knows who else? Who knows who else? All right, Rogan O'Hanley video. Remember when the Biden tapes from November 2016 were leaked? Play it for me. Two weeks after Donald Trump's victory, Joe Biden is on the phone with Poroshenko. His voice tenser now than before. This is getting very, very close. What I don't want to have happen, I don't want Trump to get in a position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse 
and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the detail. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push the, the, the Pravat Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. See, it's really about a, like a legal deposition. If you end up with criminal charges, you end up with people being deposed and they come in and have to share everything that they have, all their evidence and everything else from both sides, right? It's the same thing here. What was happening, of course, is that America has been propping up Ukraine because it's been a money laundering operation for the globalist left and the bourgeois right for umpteen decades, right? So that that was, they, they all know that. And he's talking to Prime Minister Boroshenko at that time He's the prime minister, and he's saying, you know what? America's been, you know, what it was was basically Ukraine was coming month after month after month for the next loan, the next loan. And remember, Donald Trump was actually impeached because it was alleged that he was holding up their next lump sum until they actually investigated Joe Biden. He never did hold it up. They actually got it early. He was impeached anyway because it's never about doing what you say for the reasons that you're doing it. It's just doing it for whatever reason you want to do it for political purposes. So what was happening was is that all this money, and he didn't want Trump to stop the money and then there'd be a whole bunch of depositions into where is this money going? Before we give you, that's all that, remember that's what Trump really wanted. He wanted, you know, he said, he said, you know what, I'm not going to give you any more money. That's what they alleged. I'm not going to give you any more money unless you actually investigate Joe Biden. Of course, he never did hold it back, and it actually got there early. But that's what he was impeached over. Because what they wanted, what, what Joe Biden was protecting right there was, of course, the fifty-three dollars to $80,000 a month that was going to his son. He went over there and fired the, pro- the prosecutor. million dollars going to Hunter Biden directly out of Ukraine. Hunter Biden's business partner arrested and prosecuted sitting in prison to this day. He didn't want there to be any sort of audit, any sort of deposition about what was actually happening over there. So he's like, we need to get the IMF funds there now so you're not reliant on Donald Trump funding you. Because if you're relying on Donald Trump funding you, he's going to want to know where the money is going and why is all, where did it all go before? Where's the money that I'm giving you now going? And where did the hundreds of billions go before that? Joe Biden didn't want anybody to know that. Mitt Romney, who voted to impeach Trump, didn't want anybody to know that. That was the purpose of the full impeachment, which is an absolute joke, which can't get too much into that tonight. There's the thing I want you to see, too, go, shifting subjects a little bit. This is, all, this, this is all about a specific thing, everything, whether it's Ukraine, climate, or COVID, or anything else you want to name. That's a globalist leftist movement. It's all about Revelation chapter 13 and 14. It's all about, he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. Now, what's amazing to me, then that no one may buy or sell except one who is the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. What's amazing to me, that's Revelation 13, 16, and 17. What's amazing to me is that the, is that the evangelical Christian community has never come back in humility and repentance and said, you know, we caused the proliferation of something where people weren't allowed to buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR-coded mark of the beast on their phone. 
Nobody's ever come out. Any of the any of the COVID cavers, none of them have never come out and said, you know what? We really blew it. Whether you quarantined your healthy children, whether you put a mask on, locked your church down, put masks on your flute players and cut little slits in them so they could play flute on the stage, vaccinated your church, pimped and hoard vaccination, whatever you did as a, as a Christian. And I'm talking about possibly legitimate Christians. Why is it that they have never come out and said, you know what? I blew it. Look at what I've done. Look at what, none of, none of the major ministries are talking about it. None of them, all of them that closed, the only major ministry, international ministry that actually stayed open, I'm not, and I'm talking about that would be recognizable by an American, is Rodney Howard Brown, who ended up getting arrested for conducting a church service, for violating their emergency. That's how they justify everything. Just put a medical in front of it or emergency in front of it, and the Constitution evaporates. Of course, the Constitution doesn't say it evaporates in a medical emergency. But that's what everybody, they just unilaterally usher in anything, any dictate that they want, any mandating dictate they want under the guise of, of, of an emergency. It's like we're right now still under a state of emergency until April 23rd. Keeps getting extended by the Biden administration because it's about subjecting you and controlling you. But this is what it's been about from day one. So I just, I marvel that Christians don't go out and say, you know what, man, I, I blew it. That's what I would do. Every, you know what I do every time I blow it? I say... I blew it. Why don't you? And I know I'm preaching to the choir, but there's some people that are watching that need to acknowledge it. Why is it they never have come out and said, you know what, man, I read the book of Revelation. And I see that in the entire European Union, entire European Union at different times as they bring it back and forth. In Canada, in Australia, in New York City, in Israel, you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a vaccine passport. And all of that infrastructure has been put in place by my own personal capitulation. Because that's exactly what happened. If the church didn't capitulate the shining city on a hill that everybody looks at, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Biden wouldn't be president because we wouldn't have a fraudulent election that was enabled to be fraudulent by COVID capitulation. We can't go vote in person because there's a 99.9% survival virus out there that we're all pretending like is a 99.9% non-survival virus. It's all a cabal. Listen to this. Newsmax video. Former New York City Records Commissioner Brian Anderson reacts to the second instance instance of facial recognition being used to boot individuals from entertainment venues. Play it for me. You know what's not so carefree though? Something happened in New York. I don't want to tell you the story if you haven't heard about it. This happened to another attorney falling victim to facial recognition. If the story sounds familiar, it's because it is familiar. We told you about it yesterday, but now it happened to a different person. So what happened? Well, Alexis Mahano, a Long Island attorney, says she was kicked out of a New York Knicks game after getting flagged by facial recognition technology at Madison Square Garden. Alexis Mahano, whose law firm allegedly has a pending lawsuit against MSG Entertainment, was headed into the game when he was stopped on an escalator, he says. An MSG employee approached him, asking if he worked at the law firm which recently filed a lawsuit on behalf of a fan who fell from a skybox at MSG during a Billy Joel concert there. So Mahano, who works for the firm but is not involved in the case we spoke of, says the worker has a long list of attorneys he'd apparently been instructed to kick out of MSG or any of the uh, umbrella companies, forcing Mahano to leave. I just wanted you to see that happening in America. You have people being booted from entertainment venues, Madison Square Garden, Right there is the Madison Square Garden is the only one that I've heard about so far. But, of course, since New York City, we had to have an Excelsior pass. To this day, 
to this day to enter into restaurants and various other venues. You have to have a vaccine passport to do many things in New York City. And although they've lifted, lifted their vaccine mandates to, to firefighters and uh, police officers, they still haven't, they've been, and they've been court ordered by the New York Supreme Court to reinstate all those firefighters and police officers. They still have not done it yet. Eric Adams has not done it yet. And now they're using facial recognition surgery, uh, surgery, uh, rec- uh, facial recognition to actually kick out what's happening in Madison Square Garden is they have various lawsuits against them. People fall in there, whatever it is. So what they use, what if I let that whole thing play, but it's just too long to let it play, let, let the whole thing play. So they have various lawsuits against them in Madison Square Garden. And they know the law firms. And if anybody who's ever been there to a Madison Square Garden event has been recognized by the facial recognition technology, and if any of those members of the law firms that are suing the, new, uh, the Madison Square Garden, any of those lawyers come in, they're recognized and kicked out. That should frighten you. Not in a bad way. We need to stand firm and not live in fear. What I mean by that is we, that, that, that should rivet your soul. That people are not, I mean, because we look at movies like The Minority Report with Tom Cruise, like, oh man, that'll never happen. It's happening right before your very eyes. Those people are walking in, in Madison Square Garden, I believe, I don't know, it holds 20, 30,000 people. They're walking in in giant crowds, and these computers are sophisticated enough to pick out. Now, why, why are those computers in place? Why is the fate, and Aaron, correct me if I'm, if I'm using wrong verbiage, spout, spout it out for me. Why are those systems in place? Why is this recognition technology in place? Because of COVID. It was actually institutionalized. That infrastructure was put in there by COVID caving Christians. If you don't cave, none of this gets financed, even in New York, because a lot of it was federally financed. The infrastructure has been put in place by the fraudulent response to a 99.9% survival virus that everybody felt like they had to act like was 99.9% non-survival or they wouldn't be accepted by society. Well, I thought Christians, well, you weren't, weren't supposed to conform to the pattern of the world. And this is enraging you. Why don't you actually look at the truth instead of getting mad and offended at me? Look at the truth. All right, Lewis Brackpole video. This, look at how, look at, look at, I you know, just spent a whole lot of time on Ukraine. Look at Ukraine when it comes to this level of technology. Play it for me. Let's look eight years ahead. 2030. The history of the new Ukraine is studied all over the globe. Why? because Ukraine became the most digital and convenient country in the world. Scripts have replaced bureaucrats. 500,000 former public servants are successfully integrated in the new economy. No more red tape, but paperless. No more banknotes, but cashless. Yes, we became the first country to abandon paper money. Ukraine now has the best tax system for the IT industry and the most affordable e-residency. Thanks to Ukrainian engineers and programmers, the R&D centers of the world's top technology companies operate successfully, and Ukraine ranks first in the world by the number of startups per capita. Ukrainian courts are guided by artificial intelligence, and all notarial acts take place online. Ukrainian customs is fully automatic and the fastest in the world. Customs clearance and car registration can now be done in three clicks from your smartphone. Because of war and internal migration, we have built the most flexible and modern digital education. 
brave military and civilians get quality treatment with modern remote monitoring and e-health systems. Ukraine also has the most effective cyber defense in the world. After the horrors of 2022, Ukraine focused on security systems. Now every production facility has its air defense system, and the sleep of Ukrainians is protected by an ultra-modern iron dome. The Ukrainian government is digital, more like an IT company in terms of the efficiency of implementing decisions, and one can register a land plot, start construction, open a business or get a license, and register a car or real estate from a smartphone automatically in one click. Ukraine is the freest and digital. This is all because international partners and the world's leading technology companies supported the Digital for Freedom initiative and united to help Ukraine recover through digitalization. Building a new Ukraine together, free and the fastest, brave and digital. So strange that Ukraine becomes a barren wasteland so that the infrastructure for a cashless society can be implemented. Remember what this is all about is access control. Oh, it's so convenient. You can do it all from your smartphone until somebody turns off your smartphone. And so somebody doesn't allow you access to it. I mean, we get banned all the time. I've been banned off of YouTube. I've been banned off of Facebook. There's people who lost their livelihoods because all of their money was coming from their social media that they put out every day. They they were making money off of it. They were monetizing it. See, there's somebody else is at the spigot. Somebody else is controlling your money. Look at, look, at, look at what's under Ukraine. Under all digital control. No cash. No cash. Not even a debit card. No cash. Nothing. You have to control customs, whether you can leave or go. So, you know what? It, oh, it's so convenient. All I got to do is swipe a QR code on something, right? Until they turn it off. It's like Aaron showed it. I never have gotten to it yet. But like in China, you swipe. You swipe your QR code on your smartphone, which are being built by slave labor there. They lock. They actually weld into those factories and not allowed to leave. You can swipe it, but they can just turn yellow. Well, and, and that means that you're, you're COVID positive. You've come within 10 feet. Who stipulates that you're COVID positive? Just some bureaucrat somewhere can say, you know what? Put, yeah, put it down these COVID positive. He was voting for the wrong person. He went and bought a Smith & Wesson last week. Just turn their phone. Oh, that could never happen. all the time. We're a technological society now. The FBI was FBI was sending money to Twitter. The FBI was sending money to Twitter, actually paying Twitter to censor and ban people on its platform. Then, by the way, my producer Aaron gave this to me before the show. Sitcom, the military, was sending its list to Twitter to ban. So that you have somebody who's making a living off of Twitter? No more. And that's a simplistic example right now. But in the Ukraine, in the Ukraine, and by the way, people, most of our money is digitized. How many of you walk around with a lot of cash? I don't. Someone just turn off your, I've had, how many of you have had that happen to you? You're at the gas station, so they just tell your car's not working. You're like, oh, how am I going to get gas? You're not. Put that on there. And this is what's happening in China right now. Play it. Well, that's because they were COVID positive. Who determines whether they're COVID positive? Is it, was it because they're COVID positive or they because they spit gum on the ground because they have a social credit system as well as a CBD system, CBDC system in China? Central bank digital currency. Then who turns it off and who turns it on? Same thing with electric cars. You plug in your car, they just turn off the power grid. They turn off the power to your house. How are you going to stop it? Well, I'm going to hoard cash. Cash is meaningless. 
in the Ukraine, customs is controlled, so you can't leave. If they decide to turn off your accident, you, know, you go to swipe, and it goes, meer, meer. You're like, oh, why can't I pass? Well, you've been, you've been, you've been deemed illegitimate. By, by what standards? Oh, we don't know. You just have. Just like you get banned off of social media. What's the reason? I have my producer Aaron try to get us back on. Send them, send them an email. Send them uh, what, you know, you fill out their form where you can protest. What do you call it, protester? What is it? Appeal. appeal. You can appeal it. They never even write it. They never send you an appeal. They never send you a justification. They never answer your appeal because they don't care. They're in control. That's why you don't put a mask on. That's why you don't lock down. That's why you don't quarantine. That's why you don't take a vaccination for a 99.9% survival virus. That's why you don't take a vaccination so you don't get fired because it'll just get worse and worse and worse and worse. It won't be that you won't get fired. You refuse to, if you, if you, uh, we get to the place, it won't just be whether you get fired or not. It'll be whether or not you have the ability to work or not. Whoever controls all the product controls the people who want the product. In the Ukraine, it's cashless. So you can't, you cannot buy, sell, trade or travel unless your QR code works and somebody else deems whether it works or not, not you. And they always start off with, you're going to hear this with Benjamin Netanyahu on this video. It always starts off with, it's all voluntary. Listen to Benjamin Netanyahu. Play it for me. Give me one example, so you'll see, because I don't want to bore you with uh, detailed, detailed plans. I, 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 but they are detailed in my mind. Um, we came out of COVID first. I described that in my book, my conversations with Albert Bourla, Pfizer. And I persuaded him to give tiny Israel uh, the, the necessary vaccines to get us out first from the COVID. And the reason I could do that is because we have a database, 98%, a medical database, 98% of our population has digitized medical records and little card. And anywhere you go in any hospital in Israel, north, south, doesn't make any difference. Boom, you punch it in and you know everything about this patient for the last 20 years. I said, we'll use that to tell you whether these vaccines, what do they do to people, not individual people, not with their individual identities, but statistically, what does it do to people with, uh, uh, you know, with uh, meningitis? What does it do to people with high blood pressure? What is it, you know, you want to know that. So Israel became, if you will, the, the lab for Pfizer and that's how we did it. We got it out and we gave the information to the world, not only it's been published in medical magazines and so on. Um, that's a database we have. I intend to bring on that base, database of medical, personal medical records for entire population, a genetic database, genomes, okay? Give me a saliva, sample, volunteer. But I'm sure most people would do it. Maybe we'll pay them. Now we have uh, genetic record on a medical record of a robust population. It's got, you have to have diversified populations. We have people from a hundred lands. This is a very powerful engine. Now, now let, uh, pharma companies, let medical companies, let them run algorithms on this database. Okay. I'm telling you right away that I'll give preference for a few years to Israeli firms, but you can create, and then to the world, but you can create, uh, you know, a biotechnological industry that is un, unheard of right now, unheard of, unimagined even. Uh, and, and these are just the examples. So we can become a lot, stave off Iran, become a light onto the nations in uh, ground. So an alleged conservative, and I've loved Benjamin Netanyahu, I have. An alleged conservative, though, just like Trump was pimping horn vaccines until he found it to be unpalatable. 
He's getting booed on the stage. And then he stopped talking about vaccines. Still has. He's going to create, Benjamin Netanyahu plans to create, quote, a personal, so all your personal information on a database, your genetic information, your genetic uh, material, your genetic information on a database, right? And your medical information on a database. And when he, when he, when he knew he crossed over the line when he said genetic. He goes, and then, of course, it's going to be voluntary. Voluntary, yeah, until everybody's on it. And it's a singular access point to all product. And it's all voluntary at first until you have the majority of people on it, right? And when the, when the majority of people are now on it and that's the entire market, how do you get into that market? This one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrannical government or a tyrant. So you have, well, it's voluntary at first until the masses are in. And then all the businesses are catering to the masses. And the only way to access those businesses, airlines, Walmart, medicine, whatever it is, is through that digitized system. Your medical, genetic, and personal information, all at the control of a government. They could just say, you know what? He's got smallpox. You just come up positive for small parts. He can't travel. And the reason why they're doing it is because you're going to a Trump rally or a DeSantis rally. They don't want you to go. You got an electric car. Oh, well, why has the power not been working at my house? You, that's not a factor now. You don't have to worry. That's no risk now. You just go to the gas station. But if it's all controlled by somebody else, right now you control everything. You control whether or not you can get cash and pay for medicine. You can get cash and pay for gas. But once it's all CBDC or a social credit system, as Benjamin Netanyahu wants, with all your personal, oh, it's so convenient. We know when you're sick. They'll determine whether you're sick or not. It's not whether they know you're sick or whether, you know, they're saying, hey, you get, a, you, get all, you get all your bank accounts turned off. You're like, why? Uh, it's showing that you have an irregular heartbeat. Uh, I don't have an irregular heartbeat. But yeah, until, until we say you don't, everything's shut down. Well, what do I need to do? To get you to say that I don't. Oh, no problem at all. You have a, we have a singular access point. Just sign up for it. Singular access point. Singular access point to a one-world commerce system controlled by a tyrant. You know, you, 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 you refuse to call a man a woman and a woman a man. A man who's dressed up as a woman who still has a penis and you refuse to call him a woman. You know what? That's a hate crime. You're going to be locked up for it. How do I get out of jail? No problem at all. All you need to do is sign up for your Excelsior pass, your QR code on the phone. It's a singular access point to a worldwide, one-world commerce system. And also, that's the only way that you can pay bail. It's the only way way for you to bail out is that way. So you have to sign up for it. Eventually, it's quantum dot technology, in my opinion, and it will end up on your forehead or on your right hand. That is the plan of it all. And I want to conclude this because my producer, Aaron, who's who's a tech expert, Apple, which I have an Apple phone right here, takes how many pictures a day do you think they take of me? I mean, I'm a beautiful man. They're probably selling them everywhere, making money off of my image. But anyway, but what they do is they just pull the image off and who they will sell it to who? Yeah, the very, the, the people who are CBDCs and social credit systems, they're pulling your data off and selling Oh, venues like Madison Square Garden. That's what Aaron's trying to tell me. So they sell it to Madison Square Garden. Oh, who are, the, who, are, who are the lawyers that are suing us right now? Apple has access to it. And that's, again, a microcosm of it all. Apple has access to everything. 
I mean, it's not as severe right now, and it's not, it's not, that's why you have to stand now. And it hasn't risen to the level of Net, the Netanyahu's talking about yet, but yet notice what he called himself, actually pulled a Bible verse out of Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. We're going to be a shining city on a hill. Shining city on a hill with the mark of the beast? Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4. Watch Israel closely. I stand with Israel against all opponents. That doesn't mean I stand with their politicians. But Apple will sell your... Te- Apple's control to a certain degree. We're already very controlled. Apple can now sell your face to venues so they can ban you off their property. Look how controlled we already are. I'll end with that. Listen, we're not back. I've got preaching. We'll be on CTN. Uh, is it on social media platforms too? On Saturday? Just CTN. We're all taking a week off. We'll be back. Uh, what is the date? <laughs> so January 1st is Sunday, right? So it'll be January 3rd. We'll be back January 3rd. Unless, I put this out there just in case, Aaron's in town. He's one of my best friends. That's my producer sitting to my right. If I get an itch that has to be scratched, I'll talk Aaron into me coming here to the podcast next week. I don't know. I plan on being off. I plan on being off. I should take a week off. My wife wants me to take a week off. People think I go overboard and work too hard. I don't know if I'll be able to survive a whole week off. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But the problem is Aaron's my problem because when he goes out of town, I can't do it. But I know he's in town now. He's actually going to be working at the church all week. So I don't know. But I love you all. Don't plan on being back. I want you to know I really love you all. Even if I scream at you. I, I love you so much that I'm screaming at you, seriously, because I want you to get right, because we need to be the resistance, what's called in the Bible in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the restraining, and you can't comply and restrain at the same time. I love you so much, I want you to be the restraining. I want my daughter and my son to, be, to have a great uh, generational existence where they have, they have wives and, and, and husbands and kids and enjoy their lives. And we must stand to do that. We must stand firm then. And do not let yourself by, be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Keep those slavery chains off of us. In Jesus' mighty name. Love you all. Tons of videos to follow. I'll either see you January 3rd or a pirate podcast next week. God bless you all. If you enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt. I stand unequivocally on the word of God, on healing the Bible, prosperity, the Bible, sin, the Bible, everything. Protection, the Bible. Church, the Bible.